This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio Saturday Night Live with Philly Philly Labor right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, Serious Doctors for Serious Injuries, and we are uh, loaded tonight with an unbelievable show, J-Doc. Uh, as we come from the studio, we're going to introduce you to Jack O'Neill, who's in the big chair uh, tonight. We'll tell you about Jack. Sal Patty, however, however, J-Doc, <laughs> Glenn, let me have that drum roll. Whoa, I tech. I like it. Sal Patty from PNC Bank is in the studio tonight, and he has... He brought the goodies He tonight. brought the goods. He has delivered beyond anyone else up to this point since we all started way back when. I told Sal, I said, listen, there's a high bar here. And he exceeded that part. Sal, tell us what you brought tonight. Hey, hey, listen, you know, I was always brought up that you you never go anywhere empty-handed, right? So uh, my good friend from PNS uh, Ravioli and Deli, Frank DiGiacomo, uh, said you got to stop by and, and pick up a couple hoagies, and, and that's what I did. So we have a, a couple things going on in terms of the selection of the holy hoagies, right? We have an Italian special. We have a good fellow. We have a godfather. We have a vegetarian, right? And then we have... A candidate for DA, so it kind of like fits in. With it does. We got the good do. fellow and the godfather in honor of of, of our of our uh, district attorney candidate uh, Jack O'Neill. So Jack, uh, yeah, I'm just and Jack yeah. said that he's going to leave the good fellows and the godfather. <laughs> All right, well, we're just having fun here. Well, good stuff. Well done, Sal. Thank you, uh, Jack great and job gentlemen. tonight. Happy to be here on behalf of PNC. And glad to have you here. Sal will join us a little bit later on in the big show. Jay Doc, I give. I I, I am assuming uh, you give the the Godfather, a right, thumbs so up. Not only a thumbs up, a, a two thumbs up, ten fingers up. Uh, unbelievable. The, the role. What, what kind of uh, role was that? Do you, do you know something? Slicio's Bakery. All right. Well, well they, Dan, there you go. We, Dan, Dan Loney gives us ten. ten right? No, we, we go on no diets on this show. I hope my wife's not listening again. I'm going to be in big trouble again. Thanks to you, Sal. Hey. So, but it was worth it. Um, but no, the the, the, the the sandwich was exploding in my mouth. Unbelievable. Uh, well done. Special thanks to Sal and uh, PNS Ravioli Company for the Godfathers, the Goodfellas, and all about it. We'll continue to tell, tell you all about it as we roll on uh, here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, a Saturday Night Live special tonight. We introduce you to uh, one of the candidates whose name you will see on the ballot uh, on Tuesday at the primary, and we're glad to welcome him live into the studio tonight, uh, Jack. Jack O'Neill is with us here, enjoying a sandwich as well. Jack, uh, thank you, uh, thank you very much. All right, let's do this. Let's get Jack's mic. Set. Let's get Jack's uh, mic set up, and uh, we'll get into a break in just a moment here. Uh, Jay Doc, let's set the table a little bit uh, on what we're going to do, and then we'll get to a commercial in a moment, and then we'll come back. And on on, on uh, May sixteenth, uh, uh, Philadelphia voters are going to cast their primary election ballots for a number of offices. One of those. 
uh, office is for district attorney of the city of Philadelphia, and one of those candidates, and who is a, uh, a candidate that's endorsed by many labor unions throughout the city of Philadelphia, is uh, Jack O'Neill. Uh, he's a, a Democratic candidate for district attorney, and, and uh, certainly uh, looking forward to a, a great conversation. And today, as we Jack. get into that conversation, as we roll on here, uh, one of the things we're going to talk about, Jay Doc, and we're going to ask Jack to talk about, um, is his his expectation, should he get into the office, what his first 60 days are going to look like, and of course, how to restore, and this is something very important. I think the most important thing that the public wants to know, how to restore credibility back into the DA's office. Absolutely. There's a lot going on. Right now is a crucial time uh, for the next district attorney, and and certainly uh, we're excited to have Jack here. All right. It's Saturday Night Live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're presented by uh, Weiner and pain and wellness. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break. Uh, we'll do that and then we'll come back and we'll introduce you to Jack O'Neill back in a moment. And welcome back, everyone, to Saturday Night Live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Along with Jay Doc, I'm Krause here uh, on a Saturday night. We're all presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious serious doctors for serious injuries. Now we go to Jack O'Neill, who's in the studio. Jack, a good Saturday evening, and welcome in, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. Nice to have you here, and thanks for coming in and being a part uh, of the big show with tu- with Tuesday's uh, election now starting to loom and starting to uh, come into what would be, I guess, the last three days before we get to Tuesday. I want to give you a chance first, Jack, to uh, introduce yourself to our audience so they get a chance to understand who you are. Yeah, thank you. I was born and raised here in Philadelphia. I uh, went to Masterman at 16th and Spring Garden and uh, went to Rutgers University. Straight out of law school, I applied for just one job, actually. I applied to be a Philadelphia district attorney and uh, got the job, took the job, started there uh, 10 years ago, 11 years ago now, and um, worked in the special victims unit for the first seven years. So uh saw a lot of amazing people, worked with a lot of incredible detectives, got uh, promoted to the homicide unit. And I was in the homicide unit for the last three and a half years. And, um, again, worked with some incredible cops, some incredible detectives there. Um, resigned and uh, announced my uh, campaign a few months ago. Now, Jack, tell me off the bat, why are you running for district attorney? What is, what is motivating you? You know, Philadelphia means everything to me, trying to keep Philadelphia safe. And uh, being a district attorney is really a good way to do that. And it's something I devoted my life to. Um, you know, as everybody knows, the office started to have a lot of problems. And so I became convinced I could fix them from the top, that as the district attorney, somebody, uh, I have a lot more experience than anybody else I'm running against. I, I was there for 10 years. In fact, in the last 10 years, there's only two of us that stepped foot in the DA's office. Uh, the other guy was there for six months. I was there for over 10 years. So I wanted to get in there and I wanted to use my experience and my knowledge and what I did as a district attorney to fix the place, to make it the place that Philadelphia can be proud of, to make it the district attorney's office that Philadelphia wants it to be. Jack, the DA's office is a mess right now. The corruption uh, leads to um, a lack of confidence by the public. How do you change that, that thought process? Yeah, I mean, one of the things I always try to tell people and I want everyone to know is, you know, when they read the indictment of Mr. Williams, the FBI said very clearly that this should not cast a shadow on the rest of the office. Now, it seems like at this point it has because he's still there. 
But the reality is they weren't saying that to be nice. They were saying that because after a very thorough investigation, whereas we now know they tapped phones and had witnesses and got interviews from tons of people, they didn't find anyone else did anything else wrong at all. So, you know, you got 300 really good, hardworking lawyers in there and another 300 really hardworking staff that have been absolutely, you know, perfect when it comes to integrity for the last 10 years. These are the people that are running the office. And what, what they need is somebody who's been like that. You know, for the last 10 years where I was an assistant district attorney, nobody ever questioned my integrity. Never, nobody ever accused me of anything. I certainly never did anything wrong. They need somebody who's one of their fellow ADAs, assistant district attorneys, to come back in there and run the place, frankly, the way they've run their own careers. Um, what's it like around the office um, over the last month or so? Uh, certainly um, the morale has to be, you know, in a difficult place. It's brutal. It's brutal. I mean, one of the things that, you know, like a lot of jobs, when you're an assistant district attorney, it's not just your job. It really is who you are. You know, I mean, you, you really you devote more hours in the day to it than you get to spend with your family, than you get to spend, you know, doing anything else. And you do it because you want to keep people safe and stand up for people. So when you have all these things going on with the person at the top, you, you know, it, it goes against everything you believe in and everything else you are. And that's that's been terrible for them. The, the reality, though, is people should know that hasn't been they stopped doing their job. I mean, they're still there 14, 15 hours a day. They're there on weekends. They're still doing everything they can to help the people of this city. Now, let's talk about your platform. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Absolutely. You know, in each area that I worked, I learned a lot about how the DA's office can work better. You know, and, and the reality is it's done a lot of important things over the last 10 years to try to be a better office for everybody. But, for example, you know, we have a horrible drug addiction problem here in our city. Uh, we lose 900 people to overdoses every year. It's incredible. And right now there's some really good programs but the programs can be better. And what I mean is if you get arrested right now with a drug like heroin, you know, they, they divert you away from jail, but they divert you towards community service. That's obviously not the best case scenario. Best case scenario, you know, statistics show that what we ought to be doing is having an intervention sure. right when the person's arrested and then directing them towards drug treatment. And, and I mean good, effective drug treatment. Um, Talk about gun violence. It's a huge thing for me. I was in hom- actually the only one running who was ever in the homicide unit. I was there for years and worked on dozens and dozens of murder cases. To me, you know, the focus deterrence program, some of the programs we ran, that reduced homicide in the areas we ran them by up to 70%. These are things we need to make in every dangerous neighborhood here in this in this city. And, and they're things that we can do. I mean, this is something we actually did very effectively, very quickly. Um, you, you know, it, it's another thing that separates me from everyone else. It's a program that I know how to run because I was part of it. Um, what it does is it tries to reach out to kids before they go down the wrong path and try to make sure that we figure out, we talk to police officers, figure out who's likely to be a dangerous person in a community, and then we get them before they become dangerous. Do you think that um, compassion um, from the top uh, is, is important in understanding, um, you, know, the, you know, the types of crimes that are happening, why they're happening, and, and obviously not only how to stop them, but how to stop them before they, you know, it, before it becomes a problem? Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you know, on both sides, you got to look at what gets somebody involved in crime. You also got to have compassion for the victims. Right. Exactly. Jack um, O'Neill is our live guest here on Talk Radio 1210. It's a special edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we broadcast to you uh, on a rainy night here in the Delaware Valley. But, Jack, we thank you for coming in uh, to the studio. What do you hear from the streets? What do you hear from the people uh, that you talk to about what their expectation of you 
would be. I think it's important. I think people are can with the number of candidates that are in the race with the corruption in the office, I think people are confused, Jack. I really do. I mean, pull all the talking points aside and peel the onion back a little bit. I think there's just a state of confusion to the point that people just don't know what to do. They don't know who to like. They don't know who to trust. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And and the confusion, I think, was made worse. You know, we got the guy at the top, and he's been accused of some really serious things, and that's the top law enforcement person in Philadelphia. That causes confusion. And then during this campaign, Nobody was really talking about victims of crime, and nobody's really talking about reducing crime in our city. We're a city with one of the worst murder rates in America. I mean, I think that left people even more confused and disappointed. One of the things that sort of has been said a lot uh, about me and was one of the reasons that I ran is I'm very victim-focused. I mean, my whole career was about standing up for victims of domestic violence, sexual assault, and murder, gun violence. And uh, what changed once I got into the debate and once I got into this campaign was it at least you know we've started to talk about that now and more and more I think as I've my influence has been felt in this campaign we started to talk about the fact that the DA's job more than anything is to keep people in this city safe you're going to be you're going to be overseeing several hundred people and a budget of over 50 million dollars um, which is uh, a heck of a transition um, what are your what what are the like Joe said at the beginning the first say the first thirty days uh, you know what is your mission going to be yeah so one of the primary things you got to do is you got to restore people's confidence in the office and to do that you got to make sure that the people at the top know what they're doing and have the management skills to do the job effectively. When we're talking about that, I'm talking about starting these programs for gun violence, reducing robbery, and reducing burglary. That was that Focus Deterrence program. That program had great results and unfortunately was only run in one little section in South Philadelphia. Uh, where it was run, it was great, but we didn't do it everywhere else. I think what the city needs right now and what's going to show people real leadership and real management skills is to get that program going in every neighborhood that needs it. Same thing with the Domestic Violence and Sexual Assault Unit, what's usually referred to as a Special Victims Unit. That unit was depleted. It went down. When I started, there was 27 attorneys, and they were all experienced, good attorneys. Now there's 18 attorneys, and a lot of them are really experienced and really good. Some of them are very green and new. That's something that you need to fix as well. People need to know that the units that really keep people safe and stick up for victims are the units that are getting all of the top priorities, you know, all the top resources. Um, and then when we talk about the drug addiction problem, I mean, this is a problem where we can actually save money to help people. And we see it every day in the paper. I mean, you know, you're, you're uh, I can't tell you if we go more than a day or two without hearing somebody overdosed on heroin. Um, and it's, it's a painful thing um, because if it happens so often that it's inevitable you're going to know somebody who knew somebody at least. And uh, what's the first thing you try to do to, to, to limit something like that? Uh, I mean, not only with the, the individuals with the addiction programs, but the individuals that are selling this stuff. In other words, it's, 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 I don't know what goes into that stuff, but how do you stop them? How do you deter them from, from putting that stuff out on the street? Yeah, one of the things we did in the human trafficking initiative was we started interviewing the people who were the victims that were involved in it and finding out what was forcing them into it. This is what I want to do with our opioid crisis as well. Like when you got people walking around with six different prescriptions, you know, and six different pain pills, and they're coming from six different places, yeah. you find out how's this happening? How are they doing it? And then you got to go after those people. You got to figure out, you know, listen, if it's the same person selling the same pills in the same neighborhood out of the same house, you got to go after that person. You got to shut that house down. Jack, do you care or do you think people care that you're young? 
You know, I think when they first look at me, because I actually look younger than I am, sometimes that's a disadvantage. I mean, the reality is I'm older than Ed Rendell was when he was elected DA. I'm older than Arlen Specter was when he was elected DA. And nobody ever said those guys were too young to do the job. And I also have more years as a Philadelphia prosecutor than anybody else. I'm and that's what I was just going to say. You're the most experienced um, the assistant district attorney running. I'm almost twice as experienced as the next person behind me. That you know, And in the last 10 years, like I said, there's only two of us who even stepped foot in there. Now, how important, because as we have this conversation, how important do you think experience is uh, in order to take, you know, to, to, to you know, take this, this seat, to, to, to become the district attorney in Philadelphia? I think it's, it's everything. I mean, you wouldn't go to a doctor and say, hey, you know, I know you never did a surgery, but I'd like you to do mine. Or I know you did a surgery once or twice, 10 years ago. And I like you. You want the person who's done it the most and the most successfully. Right. And I'm assuming that when you're the district attorney and you're speaking to the ad- assistant district attorneys, you would likely get more respect if they knew that you sat in their chair. Yeah, I mean, it's a like most important jobs. It's a very detail-oriented job. When I was watching the campaign before I got involved, I was seeing people say we should start programs that already existed and saying we should have units that have existed for 10, 20 years. You want to do the job well. you got to know what programs exist. you got to know why they're working, why they're failing. you got to know what units exist. You know, if you want to manage anything, you have to know it before you can run it. Candidate for District Attorney Jack O'Neill will continue uh, our conversation here on a Saturday night, live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. One of the things that distinguishes me from everyone else in this race is that I have a lot more experience as a district attorney. Back here live on Talk Radio 1210, it's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, along with J. Doc. I'm Krause, here on a Saturday night, in with Jack O'Neill, who is uh, visiting us uh, in the studio, uh, enjoying a good fellow, right, J. Doc, in between, uh, in between the break. All compliments to Sal Patty coming up at 748. Sal Patty uh, will be along with us. Uh, on uh, on the big show. Jack, we continue uh, our conversation. I know we want to get into uh, some, um, some hard conversation here in this segment uh, about trying to understand um, the competitive field that you're, that, that, that you're against and the other people in the race. Sometimes they say, I don't know, I'm not sure who they is, uh, but sometimes they say, avoid the noise and stay on point. Is that what you've tried to do? Yeah, it is. I mean, for me, the most important thing is talking about how we're going to do this job better and how we're going to keep people safer. And I try to avoid too much of the, like you said, noise uh, that doesn't help anybody in our city. You know, we talk about, you know, all the labor endorsements that you've had. And, uh, you know, typically we're going to have John Kane on after the top, but after the midpoint in the hour um, to talk about that. But Recently, there's been a, a, a European billionaire, George Soros, who's uh, an anti-death penalty uh, advocate who has invested heavily in one of the candidates. Number one, what do you think about somebody who's from Europe and, and investing in, 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 in races in, in, in cities that he has no real connection to? And uh, number one. And number two, um, you know, this particular individual has really not only no experience in the DA's office, but he's actually fought on behalf of criminals. Tell me a little bit of your, your thought process there. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things that worry me about George Soros getting invested in this race. The first is, people got to understand, and there's been articles written about this, the cities where he's done this, where he's taken over and kind of forced a district attorney or a sheriff on a city have become more dangerous. Their crime rates have gone up. And that's because he picks somebody based on sort of what he thinks they ought to have, not on what the people that live in the city know. 
and you know he's also and this is I, I think incredible that people don't realize this he's also he's invested in prisons so in other words private I mean, prisons yeah yeah so I mean here's a guy like you know I, he's never lived in Philadelphia I don't know if he's ever been to Philadelphia and he's decided he's going to pour a fortune into trying to force us to take the DA he thinks we ought to have I think it's dangerous and it's been dangerous for other cities where he's been successful and and, and let's talk about the individual that that he invested in that he probably did not know very well. Uh, prior to doing it, aside from maybe vetting a, a, a resume or something. Um, but tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, this uh, Larry Krasner guy. Uh, there was a recent letter signed by uh, a bunch of former assistant district attorneys, uh, you know, really, really, really opposing his nomination. Tell me a little bit, or, or his candidacy. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I just think one of the things that got lost in this race is people started talking about him as a civil rights lawyer because I think that's what he wanted and not talking about what so much of his career was and and one of the things that he said in debates you know is that he was in the criminal justice center five days a week for the last you know 20 years well the thing is you don't do civil rights in criminal justice center you do criminal cases and there are plenty of good criminal defense attorneys who do their job with respect and, and and treat people well the problem is I can tell you somebody who did special victims the problem is how did he treat the kids? How did he behave himself? You know, why, why is it that his reputation with DAs and cops is so much worse than so many of the other criminal defense attorneys? And I can tell you somebody who was a senior prosecutor in the special victims unit, for me, I have serious concerns for how he used to treat the kids that were on the stand. I have serious concerns for how he used to treat women who were survivors of domestic violence. I mean, the it's not because he was a criminal defense attorney for the last 25 years. It's because of how he conducted himself. He keeps bragging about having sued so many police officers. I mean, there are police officers who are good guys who have not gotten in any trouble, who he has sued relentlessly, uh, you know, with cases in, in suits that are that can be very lucrative. These cases where you sue police, you can make a lot of money if you win. But did he did he ever show that they did anything wrong? No. I mean, that, and that's I think that's the scary thing is that routinely going into courtrooms and calling police officers liars when they're not lying and, you know, routinely suing police officers for things that and saying they did things wrong when they didn't do anything wrong. That that gives me a lot of concern. And like I said, mistreating kids who are victims when they're on the stand, that is just that I as somebody who devoted a lot of my life to special victims, it's just not something I can stand behind. Jack, how how cohesive is the office with the mayor, with the city? Is there a cohesion? Is there a cohesion there between the two offices? Will you work well with the current administration? I think I'd work very well with the current administration. I mean, one of the great things about being a DA is, and that's why I think sometimes it's gotten lost in this. You have a very simple job in a lot of ways. Your job is to make sure that everybody gets tr- treated justly and fairly, and that everybody is kept as safe as humanly possible. So you don't you don't have to get involved in you know tax policy or you know some people that have been running have been promising that they'll improve the schools. That's not the the job of the DA is actually fairly simple. Try to keep people as safe as humanly possible. Try to make sure everybody gets treated with justice and fairness. I'm uh, going to read a little bit uh, from this letter. That uh, that was written by I think uh, I don't know the exact number of assistant DAs I'll count them in a minute but they all signed the bottom of the letter were a group of former Philadelphia assistant district attorneys who hope to inform Philadelphia Philadelphians about the district attorney's office we can no longer stand in silence uh, stand by in silence as a candidate who is dangerous to the city gains a foothold thanks to money from a, a European billionaire. 
What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what I'm talking about. I, I, I think it is a very specific letter about their experiences with that candidate. I mean, the number of times as a senior prosecutor that I had to run over to the courtroom that handles cases where children are victims and try to stand up for, you know, a, a, a kid and a young DA who were getting beat up you know, in, it be, by him, you know, this is why it's it's worrying everybody. It's not it's not it's because it's it's specifically what we know about him. And the fact that all those things that we know have gotten sort of shut down and, and shouted out by a guy who's putting seven hundred thousand dollars a week into a race worries us dramatically. I mean, we we, we know that you can't do the job of keeping the city safe and sticking up for the most vulnerable victims, the the children, you know, the the victims of domestic violence you can't stand up for them if the person at the top is someone who has for 25 years demonstrated that he's happy to go into court and try and make them look like liars when they're telling the truth and try and belittle them and 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 make it look like their survival in the domestic violence isn't a big deal i mean that's that's what we're talking about we're talking about a specific approach to these cases there was 11 assistant district former assistant District attorneys that signed that letter. Jack O'Neill visiting with us in the studio. We're going to take a break. When we come back, John Kane uh, will weigh in on his endorsement uh, of Jack O'Neill. We'll deal with that as we roll on here on Saturday Night Live. Jack O'Neill, our live guest here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Don't forget, coming up at the top of the hour at 8 o'clock, the Dan Loney Show uh, will be along. Uh, Dan's going to uh, talk about a restaurant in Hatboro, right, Dan? Is that right? Who received a very, very uh, bizarre text. Stay tuned for Dan Loney tonight. On Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, that uh, Dan begins at 8 o'clock. Jack O'Neill in the studio with us. Sal Patty will join us uh, after our next break as we roll on towards the top of the hour. We're presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries, powered by Pond, LaHockey, Stern, and Giordano as we roll on here on a Saturday night. Jay Duck? So we're talking to, to Jack O'Neill, and one of the things we talked about was your the, the, uh, the union support that you received, and I'm excited to have on the line Business manager of Plumbers Local 690, John Kane. John, welcome to the show. Hey, Doc. How are you? I'm great. I'm great now, now that you're on the line, pal. Um, so we're sitting here, uh, you know, uh, talking to, to Jack O'Neill, and, and we're talking about the labor support um, that he's garnered. And, 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 John, if you will, kind of touch base with us and, and, and what attracted you and, and, and Local 690 and the other area unions that endorsed Jack into endorsing him. Okay, Doc. That's a great question. Um, unlike you and me, Doc, as you can see, after talking with Jack, he's educated, he's sharp, <laughs> and he emits a caring heart, as you guys could tell that by talking to him in there. After interviewing pretty much every candidate for DA, it was a no-brainer for me. Jack came in at the last interview. I was fed up with listening to everybody talk. I got to admit, there were some very good, talented DAs, that were, or at least running for DAs, but after listening to Jack, I got to say, I wanted to hear more about him. What, what attracted me probably the most was how genuine Jack really is. He's a Philadelphian. He's no different than me and you. He's humble. He comes from a humble upbringing. And not only that, he's an extremely hard worker. He grew up in Philly. He lives in Philly. And he's raising a family in Philly. 
Most of the trades, not all, but most of the trades, after speaking with them, agreed. It was easy for us to support Jack O'Neill. I mean, John, but, you know, you talk about the qualities that you want to see in the, in the district attorney. Tell me, tell me what, what um, is important to you. Well, the most, I would say probably the most important thing is integrity. And where do you begin? Let's start with my first impression. When Jack came in, his appearance shocked me. One of the things I was thinking after reading his resume is this guy's going to be a little bit older. And when I looked at him, he's got youthful looks. Something we and you both don't have, Doc. (laughs) You're right about that. But when Jack talks to you, he's talking directly to you. He looks at you when he talks. When he shakes your hand, he's giving you a nice, firm handshake. Stuff that means a lot to me as a person. When Jack was addressing a whole room full of people, he knows what they're talking about. He has the experience. He wants to bring integrity back to the DA's office. Guys, we have a lot of people running for DA, but I believe Jack O'Neill's best fitted for the DA's job. This and, and reason being is you got all these people coming in. You got money coming in. I heard you just say you got a billionaire dropping money in. You got a self-funder in there. But Jack's worked hard. He's the only one that's worked in the DA's office for as long as he has. I know there's one other guy that's been there for a short period of time, but nobody could say anything about that. Jack has been there for a very long time. He's worked his way up. John, um, we know that you, your time's limited, and, and, and certainly uh, I, I can't thank you enough for, for, for calling in because um, we're getting the same sense here, Jack O'Neill, um, that, that the rest of the labor leaders are, are getting who endorsed him. So, John, uh, thanks so much, and, uh, you know, we appreciate you calling in on, on behalf of, of, of Jack O'Neill. No problem. Good luck, Jack. Good talking to you guys. Take care. Thanks, John. All right, good stuff. That's John Kane. Jack? Pretty good words. Yeah, very, very nice. I mean, you know, he's a great guy, and the, the labor leaders that I got to meet with were great guys. And like he said, every one of us candidates sat down and did an interview and asked for their endorsement. I, I'm honored, very honored to have gotten their endorsements. Do you think, as we kind of get to the end of what our segment will be, as you reach out through our megaphone, Jack, um, and talk to the audience, do you think hard work— do you think your ability to outwork everyone else in the room um, is reason enough for people to vote for you on Tuesday? I think it's all the important reasons. I think the, the reality is the reason I'm the only one who was promoted to homicide is because I worked harder than everybody else. I think that the reason that I was there longer is because I cared more than anybody else. And I think the reason I can do the job better is because I did the job better and because I know the job better. Jack O'Neill. For DA, our special guest in the studio, we'll take a break and come back. Saturday Night Live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Again, special thanks to Jack O'Neill uh, for coming in the studio and visiting with us and visiting with you, the Delaware Valley, as he gets ready uh, for uh, the election uh, on Tuesday. Jay Doc, in a good segment, a lot of good stuff. Don't forget, you can go back and listen to the podcast tonight, tomorrow, Monday, and uh, into Tuesday as well. Absolutely. Um, so as we uh, transition into our business to labor segment, we got Sal Patty, Senior Jay Vice- Doc, I... I am voting based on Sal's performance tonight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. I, I, I am voting, and, and, Sal, and, and Sal gets full 
endorsement from Dan Loney and from everyone else. He over-delivered the goods tonight did. by the longest shot. Well, he'll be getting an accommodation from City Hall and the DA's office, I'm sure. And from Saturday Night Live with Philly Lane. No doubt about See, that. See, John Doherty started this, man, and I've gained 35 pounds since we started, and I didn't start off like a... A twig. So, yeah. so let me. So, it's my pleasure to introduce Sal Patty, Senior Vice President of Commercial Banking, Market Leader in Greater Philadelphia in Southern New Jersey for PNC Bank. Sal, welcome to the show, pal. Jay Doc, I'm happy to be here. Uh, thank you on behalf of PNC. This is great. Like I said, you know, I was always brought up. Yeah, you never, you never show up empty-handed. So I hope you guys. You certainly that. didn't, buddy. Uh, <laughs> you know, you've been known as a go-to guy in banking for business and and labor throughout the Delaware Valley for years. Tell us what's going on with PNC right now. Sure. I mean, uh, you know, PNC, as you know, uh, is among the largest uh, retail banks in the country, and and the largest bank really headquartered in, in Pennsylvania. So. We look at Pennsylvania as, as, as our home state, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and really what differentiates us uh, is, is the fact that we uh, we understand the community and we want to be part of the community, right? And um, and when you look at uh, and when you look at our colleagues, uh, a lot of them are, are natives of the greater Philadelphia area and they've built their careers in this, in this region. And then from a labor perspective, uh, there is a, a very strong commitment uh, to this sector and, and how we go to market and, and really uh, uh, the products and services that we bring um, to the Taft-Hartley. Now, you, you've been a friend of labor and doing business with labor for how long? Oh, several years. I mean, we've been, there's been a, a strong commitment to the union union initiative, not just, just in Philadelphia. You're going, na- you're national. Yeah, throughout the whole entire firm uh, for many, many years. I mean, we go to market, it's very distinctive. Uh, you know, we have a, a banking products that we bring out to market that provide all kinds of services to the union, and then we have a a, a, a Taft-Hartley side of our business, which uh, which basically uh, provides custody and, and investment management to, to help them achieve their goals and objectives. Sal Patty joining us here on Saturday Night Live. Sa- uh, Sal, this is a union town. Oh, yes. We know that. <laughs> You feel good about how you fit in with the community? We do. We do. And and, and what I could tell you is, uh, it goes back to, you know, we understand the community. We want to be part of the community and give back, right? And and I could also say that those that are servicing the Taft-Hartley business at PNC are from the greater Philadelphia region. So if those individuals, union members and leaders listening tonight know that there, there is a strong commitment here, and, and we want to be able to meet their objectives and, and, and what they do in, in terms of running their, their, their unions. Now, we talk about communities now, and, and um, not only have you done a great job, obviously, in labor and, and in business, but let's talk about uh, uh, you're being honored as, as a golden heart of variety honoree by the Tri-State Labor and Management Council at their Golden Heart of, of, of Variety reception in, in September. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, I'm extremely humbled and honored to, to receive that Golden Heart Award. But it, but it's really, guys, it's not about me, right? It's about the, the, the work that Variety Club is doing, uh, their vocation, right? Uh, the way they're, they're, they're helping these individuals with, with disabilities, uh, to be able to regain independence and confidence and self-esteem. Um, and, and then, you know, I was really impressed in, in talking to the folks there. They were, they were telling me that they instituted a, a vocational and, and agricultural program that allows these folks to, to be able to cook, right? And there's a farm out there in the counties that they're working with. And, and through that good work, these folks are now, you know, uh, working with Wegmans, 
to bring to bring products to market. So a great story there. And any time you could give back uh, to kids and those in need, uh, it's just special. So it's about them. It's not about me. And Sal, we share in that St. Joseph's prep belief. Oh yes, about, go prep. About that. Certainly not going to hold that against you, but go ahead. <laughs> about that unconditional commitment. Yes. To help others, no matter what. Yes, we, we're uh, you know when you look at what the values of the prep, uh, you know go forth and and help others. I mean that's uh, that's what it's about, right? And if you could give back to to organizations and to the communities, uh, it, it just makes everyone feel good. No question. And in in, in I'm going to segue in honor of Roman Catholic High School. Um, uh, so the the uh, the Tri-State Labor Management Council and the events that they do, they they they. Raise, they joined forces management and labor to, to raise funds for children's charities. I mean, they you know ch- you know children's causes like in, in, including pediatric cancer research and, and 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 for kids with special needs. And you mentioned the Variety Works program. I mean, it must be just an awesome thing to to know that you're making a difference through not only your actions but being honored. Uh, these events are huge, um, and, and uh, you know to be to be even mentioned in those types of things. Yeah, no, it's like I said, I'm, I'm humbled and, and thankful for that. But, uh, you know, it's a great way to give back. Well, know? Sal, you've been a friend of labor for a long time. Uh, when I say Sal's a go-to guy in labor, I'm not kidding you. I've been there many times. And, and, and uh, you know, so, and, and, and the, the statement was call Sal Patty. And so uh, <laughs> we're honored you've been a friend of the program for a long time, as is uh, PNC Bank. And uh, congratulations on the honor. Thank you. And I'm happy to be here. Yeah, glad, and, and, and Sal, actually great to have you. Your sit-down interview that you did with J-Doc, uh, we're going to continue to play some of those audio clips uh, throughout the shows and throughout some of the future uh, shows. I think it's real meaningful, and I think it's real beneficial, Jay Doc, for uh, to be able to put those individuals who uh, who do good, um, you know, right in the spotlight and right in the center of what this is all. That's about. That's what our business, the labor segment's about, man. Thank you. All right, good stuff from Sal Patty here on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor. We're on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Just a couple of minutes left uh, in the studio. Jack O'Neill has been our special guest uh, in the studio on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Jack, um, uh, I can give you about 90 seconds, and I don't uh, mind just giving you free form uh, for that 90 seconds to give you the ability to talk to uh, our audience here on Talk Radio 1210 your closing argument we have a billionaire right now who wants to force us to take the district attorney he's chosen for us a guy who not only has never been a district attorney but quite frankly who has never worked on the side of a victim has never stood up for a person who's been robbed burglarized murdered and I'm asking everybody in Philadelphia to stand up against that. Where this guy has been successful before, the cities have become more dangerous. And what I want everyone to do is to rally together and say, we're not going to have that here in Philadelphia. That here in Philadelphia, we don't accept that. We have our own solutions and our own way of dealing with these problems. And it starts with experience. I'm the most experienced candidate running in this race. I'm the only one who has ever worked on a homicide, and I've worked on dozens of them, and I've done so successfully. I was in the office longer than anyone else. I was there for 10 years fighting for victims of domestic violence and sexual assault, fighting for kids who had horrible things happen to them, fighting for families who lost people. 
What I want everyone in this city to know is that this is one of the most important elections we've ever had. The decision is between me, a person who knows how to keep people safe, who's devoted his entire career to keeping people safe, who's got more experience than anyone else running, and a guy who has never shown himself to be someone who wants to keep this city safe or who stands up for victims. As your next district attorney, I will stand up for all of you. I will give you the district attorney's office that has the integrity that it deserves. I'll give you the district attorney's office that you can all be proud of. My name is Jack O'Neill, and I'm asking for your vote on May 16th. I'm number 59. I'm running for district attorney. All right. Oh. Good stuff from Jack O'Neill. Jay Doc, before we say goodbye, i got a quick minute, but I'll give you a chance to recap the show. No, no, just great to have uh, Jack O'Neill here, uh, John Kane, uh, you know, uh, you know, jumping in and, to, and, and giving us his assessment and why him uh, and Local 690 and many of our labor unions support a Jack O'Neill for district attorney. Certainly right now, more than ever, the district attorney's office needs somebody to bring its dignity back and its pride and its leadership. And so I think Jack just demonstrated a, a, a re- many reasons why that is going to happen if he's the district attorney. Uh, certainly, Sal Patty, awesome to have him on the show. and Thank you, and. I uh, want to wish everybody, uh, all the mothers out there, a happy Mother's Day. Very excited tomorrow to say that. All right, well done, Jay Doc. Thank you very much. On behalf of everybody here uh, at Saturday Night Live, on behalf of Jack and Jack O'Neill, Sal Patty, uh, Glenn behind the glass, making it all happen, and, of course, uh, Jay Doc carrying the big stick today. Well done, Jay Doc. I'm Joe Krause. We'll see you next time. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.